Have you ever wondered what a convention of states would actually look like? Well, on September 22nd and 23rd of 2016, the Convention of States Project hosted an historic Convention of States simulation in Williamsburg, Virginia. This simulation serves as an excellent proof of concept, and it's the topic for this episode of the Free to be Free podcast. This is the Free to be Free podcast, encouraging you to assert your liberty because you are free to be free. of the Convention of States simulation was to demonstrate that the process of an Article 5 Convention of the States actually works. Now, in reality, there were six proposed amendments that were passed at the simulated convention, but these are simply a byproduct. The real goal was to show that the process works, and that goal was met. Now, I posted a link in the show notes where you can see some of the videos of the simulation, look at a list of attendees, the agenda, the final report, and even watch the final day of the proceedings, almost seven hours worth of video. The link is conventionofstates.com slash COSSIM. That's C-O-S-S-I-M. But again, I encourage you to check the show notes to find that link. Now, as far as the participants, commissioners from all 50 states were invited and all 50 states participated. I would encourage you to go to the website to see who specifically represented your state. Nearly all of the commissioners were state legislators, just as we would expect at the real convention. Now, the simulation was only two days long. The real convention of states will certainly take much longer. One of the first orders of business was electing the officers. Representative Ken Ivory of Utah was selected as the president to preside over the convention. To save time, other offices such as the secretary and parliamentarian were named before the convention and the rules were also established before the simulation started. In the real convention of states, Plenty of time would be dedicated to selecting all of the officers and thoroughly debating and voting on the rules. For the rest of the first day, the commissioners met in committees to craft proposed amendments for the body to consider on the second day. The three committees formed were a fiscal restraints committee, a federal legislative and executive jurisdiction committee, and a term limits and judicial jurisdiction committee. Now, if you're familiar with the Convention of States application, these committees follow the three subject matters of the application very closely. The second day of the simulation was dedicated to debating and voting on the proposed amendments, and it is this entire session which you can view at the website. And again, that is conventionofstates.com slash C-O-S-S-I-M. 
Now, there were eight proposed amendments which came out of the first day's work from the committees that were recommended to the entire body for consideration. Of those eight, six were passed, one was voted down, and one was set aside needing further drafting. I will discuss each of these in a moment, but here are a few things you will notice by simply watching some of the proceedings of that second day. First, the proceeding was orderly and professional. Statesmanship is the best way to describe it. Secondly, the commissioners took their responsibilities seriously. They behaved as if this were the real thing, and they paid great attention to detail and the seriousness of their task. The third thing I observed was the process did not run away, and that is one big fear or concern that is placed out there, and this process stayed fully within its authority. The fourth thing you'll notice is it was obvious that the commissioners knew how to legislate, and that shouldn't be a surprise. Nearly all were state legislators, and they brought their years of experience and skill to the task. And finally, when there were disputes about procedure, they were resolved very quickly and according to the rules. They engaged their parliamentarian, and once the dispute was resolved, they moved on. Now, I cannot encourage you enough to watch some of the proceedings for yourself. It's the best way to understand how a convention of states will operate. So let's take a quick look at each of the six amendments which passed the simulated convention. I'm just going to take a quick look at these because it's my intention to cover each one of these in details in a future episode. So the first proposed amendment which passed came from the Fiscal Restraints Committee, and this was Fiscal Restraints Proposal Number 1. And let me just read the three sections to you. Section 1, the public debt shall not be increased except upon a recorded vote of two-thirds of each House of Congress and only for a period not to exceed one year. Section 2, no state or any subdivision thereof shall be compelled or coerced by Congress or the President to appropriate money. Section 3, the provisions of the first section of this amendment shall take effect three years after ratification. This amendment was passed by a vote of 45 in support, three opposed, and two abstain. Well, if you think about the sections here, the first section uh, is basically an answer to a balanced budget amendment. It states that the public debt cannot be increased except upon a two-thirds recorded vote of each House of Congress, and only for a year. So this seems to me like it could be pretty effective, um, making public record of who's voting for an increase in debt in emergency circumstances, things like that. Uh, Two-thirds of each House of Congress, I think, is a sufficient bar for increasing the debt. The second section is also very interesting, uh, stating that no state or any subdivision can be compelled or coerced by Congress or the President to appropriate money. This is clearly an answer to the problem of unfunded mandates, where the federal government can mandate that the state governments do something and they figure out how to pay for it on their own. And finally, the third section just simply states that the first section, the increase in public debt section, does not take effect until three years after ratification. 
So I'd like you to think about that. Imagine how this could affect things, how it could reduce some of the problems that we see in Washington by reducing the federal debt and eliminating unfunded mandates. The second proposed amendment which was passed came from the Federal Legislative and Executive Jurisdiction Committee, and this was their proposal number one. And there are four sections to this, so let's start at the top. Section one, the power of Congress to regulate commerce among the several states shall be limited to the regulation of the sale, shipment, transportation, or other movement of goods, articles, or persons. Congress may not regulate activity solely because it affects commerce among the several states. Section 2. The power of Congress to make all laws that are necessary and proper to regulate commerce among the several states or with foreign nations shall not be construed to include the power to regulate or prohibit any activity that is combined within a single state, regardless of its effects outside the state, whether it employs instrumentalities therefrom, or whether it, its regulation or prohibition is part of a comprehensive regulatory scheme. But Congress shall have the power to define and provide for punishment of offenses co constituting acts of war or violent insurrection against the United States. Section 3. The legislature of the states shall have standing to file any claim alleging violation of this article, nothing in this article shall be construed to limit standing that may otherwise exist for a person. Section 4. This article shall become effective five years from the date of its ratification. And the vote on this proposed amendment was 44 in support, 6 opposed, and 0 abstentions. Now there's a, a lot more verbiage here, so section 1 addresses the Commerce Clause, and it attempts to define commerce as it was understood at the founding, meaning that it is shipment or sale uh, or transportation of goods or people between states as opposed to activities that happens within states. Section 2 then further strengthens this by stating that Activities that occur within the confines of one state cannot be regulated by the federal government regardless of the impact it may have outside of the state. And then it has some exceptions for uh, offensives con con constituting acts of war or violent insurrection. And then the third section is very important. It gives the state standing to file a lawsuit against the federal government in support of this amendment. And finally, Section 4 states that this article will become effective five years after its ratification. The third proposed amendment which passed came from the Federal Term Limits and Judicial Jurisdiction Committee, and this was their proposal number one. Doesn't have any sections, it's pretty straightforward. No person shall be elected to more than six full terms in the House of Representatives, no person shall be elected to more than two full terms in the Senate. These limits shall include the time served prior to the enactment of this article. Pretty straightforward, and this passed by a vote of 35 in support, 12 opposed, and 3 abstentions. 
The fourth proposed amendment which passed came again from the Federal Legislative and Executive Jurisdiction Committee, and this is their proposal number two. Section one, the legislatures of the state shall have authority to abrogate any provision of federal law issued by the Congress, President, or administrative agencies of the United States, whether in the form of a statute, decree, order, regulation, rule, opinion, decision, or other form. Section 2. Such abrogation shall be effective when the legislatures of three-fifths of the states approve a resolution declaring the same provision or provisions of federal law to be abrogated. This abrogation authority may also be applied to provisions of federal law existing at the time this amendment is ratified. Section 3. No government entity or official may take any action to enforce a provision of federal law after it is abrogated according to this amendment. Any action to enforce a provision of abrogated federal law may be enjoined by a federal or state court of general jurisdiction in the state where the enforcement action occurs, and costs and attorney fees of such injunction shall be awarded against the entity or official attempting to enforce the abrogated provision. Section 4. No provision of federal law abrogated pursuant to this amendment may be reenacted or reissued for six years from the date of abrogation. And this proposed amendment passed with 43 supporting, 5 opposed, and 2 abstentions. And this may sound pretty straightforward. It gives the state legislatures some teeth in that if there is a federal law or regulation or rule that three-fifths of the states pass a resolution stating they want to abrogate it, the law is nullified. And then it also provides for penalties uh, for any official who tries to enforce an abrogated law and then prohibits that law from being reintroduced uh, for at least a period of six years. The Fifth Amendment proposed and passed by the simulated convention came from the Fiscal Restraints Committee, and this was their proposal number two. Section 1. Congress shall not impose taxes or other exactions upon incomes, gifts, or estates. Section 2. Congress shall not impose or increase any tax, duty, impost, or excise without the approved approval of three-fifths of the House of Representatives and three-fifths of the Senate and shall separately present such to the President. Section 3. This article shall be effective five years from the date of its ratification, at which time the 16th article of amendment is repealed. And this passed with a vote of 33 in support, 14 opposed, and 3 abstentions. Now this is a pretty powerful amendment when you look at it. First of all, it prohibits any tax on income, gifts, or estates. Imagine not having to pay income tax anymore. Section 2 then states that Congress cannot create any new taxes or increase taxes without the approval of three-fifths of both the House and the Senate, and then, of course, the President approving the bill. 
And the final section states that this takes effect five years from the date of ratification, so it allows the federal government a five-year transition period to figure out how they're going to raise revenue without being able to rely on taxing income, gifts, or estates. And essentially, what is, will be left to them is some type of national sales tax. And it also states that the 16th Article of Amendment, or the 16th Amendment to the Constitution, is repealed. And for those of you that don't know, the 16th Amendment is one that was passed that actually enabled the income tax. The Constitution originally stated that Congress could not tax the states with any direct tax, like a tax on income, without apportionment among the states, meaning that each state, state would have the same liability. The 16th Am Amendment to the Constitution repealed that requirement and, and enabled the uh, current income tax that we have today. Now, the sixth proposed amendment, which passed the simulated convention, came from the Federal Legislative and Executive Jurisdiction Committee, and this was their proposal number three. It states, whenever one quarter of the members of the United States House of Representatives or the United States Senate transmits to the president their written declaration of opposition to any proposed or existing federal administrative regulation in whole or in part, it shall require a majority vote of the House of Representatives and the Senate to adopt or affirm that regulation. Upon the transmittal of opposition, if Congress shall fail to vote within 180 days, such regulation shall be vacated. No proposed regulation challenged under the terms of this article shall go into effect without the approval of Congress. Congressional approval or rejection of a rule or regulation is not subject to presidential veto under Article 1, Section 7 of the U.S. Constitution. And this proposed amendment passed with 42 in support, 5 opposed, and 3 abstentions. Now this is a powerful amendment to help reduce the onerous regulation that gets imposed on us. And, and I spoke about this in a previous episode, Regulation Nation, so you may be familiar with the problem. Now, I would encourage you to think of this body of proposed amendments and what it would mean if a convention of states were to pass this set of proposed amendments. There would be a debt limitation no more unfunded mandates, a clear definition of the Commerce Clause, which prohibits the federal government from regulating activities within a state, term limits for the House and the Senate, the state's ability to abrogate federal laws and regulations, no more federal tax on income, gifts, and estates, a three-fifths vote requirement for any new taxes or increase to taxes, and then forcing a congressional vote on regulations. So as I said, imagine what would happen if an actual convention of states were to pass these proposed amendments. What would happen? The real answer is nothing until each amendment is ratified by 38 states. And I say that because even though these amendments seem great and we may want them, they don't mean a thing until they're ratified by the states. So that my whole point here is there's nothing to fear 
of a convention of states, no matter what the amendments are that they pass, because they still have to pass 38 of the state legislatures before they become part of a constitution. But let's assume that happens. If even a handful of these proposed amendments were passed by state legislatures, imagine how different our lives would be and how much less control the federal government would have over your life. Now, there were also two amendments which were considered, they were discussed, but they were not passed. The first one was a line item veto. And I don't have the language right in front of me, but it basically gave the president power to issue a line item veto. This has been a popular uh, amendment, and it went through considerable discussion, but in the simulated convention, it was voted down. The second amendment that was considered that was not passed was an ability of states to abrogate Supreme Court decisions. Now, the amendment that was passed, the proposed amendment that was passed involving abrogation simply applied to laws passed by Congress, executive orders from the president, and regulations from any of the executive agencies could be abrogated, but it did not include Supreme Court decisions. And there was some very interesting debate over this uh, proposed amendment. In the end, it was set aside uh, needing further drafting before they thought it was ready to be considered. And I bring those two up just to demonstrate that this convention simulation was just not a rubber stamp. It easily could have been. They could have said, well, none of this matters. We're just playing here. Let's just approve everything. Uh, that is not what happened. Uh, for those that were passed, there was considerable debate and, and uh, drafting and redrafting of the proposed amendments. And then these two that were not passed, I, I just think showed uh, the integrity and reliability of the process. So let me close this episode by encouraging you one more time to go to conventionofstates.com COSSIM and check out the simulated convention for yourself. I think you'll be very impressed and come away with great confidence in what can be accomplished through a convention of the states. This is the Free to be Free podcast. I'm Paul Phillips. The opinions expressed in this podcast are my own. You can learn more about the Convention of States project at conventionofstates.com. You can also find the Convention of States project on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. The most important thing that you can do at conventionofstates.com is to study and learn the issue for yourself. Then you'll want to sign the petition. This will let your state legislators know that you are ready to assert your liberty through an Article 5 Convention of the States. Until next time, stay free, my friends. <laughs>